0: So I'm also a third year. Um, my PhD is looking at the experience of women in veterinary medicine in the 20th century. And part of that, certainly the later chapters, is looking at the feminization of the profession. So about 70%, if not more, are now women graduating from veterinary college. And this has thrown up a whole um, set of issues around the structural practices within veterinary medicine, women wanting to go and have families, um, flexible working. Um, the the sort of um, aspects about pay in feminised professions. Um, And I had thought about doing my action plan about feminisation but decided not to and instead decided to look at women in science which in in some ways is a flip side of the feminisation problem. And the reason I did that was partly, I admit, cowardice because I was interested to hear what Naomi was saying about wanting to sort of plunge into a very current debate um, to make it factually stable, which I like, um, and sort of was, was greeted with this sort of open arms, this idea that you can be neutral and you have no agenda in these debates. I didn't feel quite so happy <laughs> about going into that kind of head-on, um, kind of very... Um, heated kind of debate and I think maybe if I did the action plan now I might feel differently about that but at the time I was writing the action plan so last summer I felt it was easier for me to have a step back and think about women in science and trying the whole debate about trying to encourage more women into science and trying to keep and retain them in in scientific careers. Um, I also felt that was a much more positive um, angle with feminisation you're basically talking about how do we stop women wanting to become vets or how do you, how do you get women to conform to a structure and that can, can end up being quite a negative debate, whereas women in science positive, encouraging, um, how do we facilitate women who want to be more involved in scientific careers. And I also knew, having worked in, um, I worked in a number of science departments as an administrator, so I knew that universities particularly had structures in place already. Um, Organisations like Athena Swan, who support women in scientific careers. Um, there's lots of sort of public engagement, people going into schools, encouraging girls at an earlier age to, to look at a scientific career as a valid career. So it was much, felt more, much more positive, and I knew there was already a structure there that as a historian I could hopefully go and talk to people, I wasn't having to create the whole structure myself. Um, So I looked at, my action plan was looking at trying to influence those types of organisations because although government are interested in, um, in terms of equality, um, women in science, there's not really much they can do at that high level, you know, legally, structurally, women have the same sort of chances as men in scientific careers. There's much more cultural baggage around women um, making it into sciences. So it was, it, was, it was quite hard to kind of pinpoint where influence as a historian might um, come to bear in that more decentered You know, I, there's no point in, as a historian, trying to think about going to talk to someone in central government, because I say, there's nothing we can do. So it, I was a bit worried that it would be a bit too de that my sort of spheres, I was trying to influence the organisations already there who think about women in science. Um, it would be too dissented, but I thought that's where the policy is made. You know, universities have their own policies. The, the sort of more umbrella um, organisations like Athena had their own policy. So how can I fit myself in there rather than at this kind of more top level? But um, it was also unclear to me how that influence would be used. And I suppose I was thinking about how I can use them to understand the history of women in a particular discipline, so say physics, which is one of the historically very low numbers of women in physics. So try and understand um, the history of women in physics um, and encourage them to think think of that historical context not as just something that's been and gone, but as now is still influencing um, assumptions and the structures of that profession. So the action plan was very much centred on on talking through organisations like Athena Swan, thinking about social media, things like Science Girl, which is a very, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, very vocal women in science kind of campaigning, get involved through social media like that, responding and making it a very, um, a live issue rather than a sort of, this is how it was for women in physics at this point, but it's all changed now. And trying to bring that historical context through to say why? why are there still so few women in physics for example Um, and also just being very sensitive to the different contexts of the different sciences so physics is traditionally low but there are lots of women in biology so what is it about biology that encourages women to not only join the profession but retain or retained in that profession so that was my action plan was very much focused on that so I handed in the action plan and then literally about a week later I got an email around um, from a project being run at Kingston through Kingston University called the Women in Science Research Network and it was a historian shadowing, um, a science women in science shadowing scheme so I thought oh this is nice (laughs) this kind of fulfills one of my aims is to try and get involved in um, the more contemporary debates and think about how I can use The kind of the history I'm looking at Um, so I've been doing that for the last couple of months and that was uh, you you met your scientist my scientist is is in biotechnology at Kingston University then you'd shadow them for half a day and go and see what they actually do in a contemporary lab and um, their sort of interactions with students and other um, uh, staff and then the final part of it was was a life story so an oral interview with them Um, which I had she had last week. Fascinating and very um, very generous with their time with with Laurie was very generous with the time and the things she would tell me about some of the barriers and the opportunities she's had in her in her career in biology Um, So actually I've been able to sort of implement my action plan through kind of no (laughs) um, real no, no effort from my part but it does prove that there are organisations out there that are already thinking about this thing in a much more structured way, and it's up to historians to get involved in those things. So you don't... Sometimes don't even have to do the hard legwork if you you put yourself forward for them. And I still, in all honesty, have um, issues about thinking about how useful it is. I mean, I think it's okay to have doubts (laughs) about how me talking to a contemporary woman in science, how does that really inform... Um, my questions as a historian because so much has changed in a century you know there's no it's not a very it's not a direct um, transposition but also how i get them to be more reflexive about um, asking questions about why historians are interested in in it as a problem or interested in them as a woman in science and i think that's half the battle is to try and um, they're very happy for you to ask them questions they're, under, they're happy to be a sort of subject of interest, but it's about the pushing past that and getting them to ask about why we're interested in them. And I think only when we do that, we, it, it, particularly in my kind of action plan um, uh, area, that kind of de-centred kind of action plan, will we get a kind of two-way dialogue, which I think will be m- make it much more fluid. And um, we got a feedback session for that on w- Friday, so it's something I'll bring up on in the feedback about how we make it a two-way thing rather than a sort of as Naomi again says going in and saying well I know everything about your profession and I'm going to tell you because um, I've got all this data but yeah so make it a more two-way thing